now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. All right, we are fully armed and ready to roll. It's a Monday night, believe it or not. And hey, it's Columbus Day. That's right. Right here on the John Smith Show, we're proud. We're not afraid. We celebrate Columbus Day. And we'll go over uh, five reasons why we all should celebrate Columbus Day. We'll do that later in the show. Uh, This is the John Smith Show. I am your host, John Smith, right here from sunny, warm Arizona. Uh, We're here in the Say What You Will radio studios. Uh, The show is brought to you by our good friends over at Good Talk Radio. Uh, Give them a listen. Check them out. GoodTalkRadio.com. It's also brought to you by our friends over at Hardyware.com. So if you're looking for a logo for your church or your business or even a family function, check out Hardyware.com. Hey, listen, if you live in Arizona and you're looking to get your CCW permit, I can't recommend Fast Concepts LLC enough. Pete is an awesome instructor. He's going to help you get your CCW or even uh, do some tactical shooting classes for you. Check him out at fastconceptsllc.com. We'll uh, go over Ranger Rob poopy bags during our first break. They are by far the best pet waste bag on the planet. And uh, we'll talk about Gray Feather Farm as well and their all-natural skincare products. Uh, We'll talk about them in our second break. In fact, Jennifer, the owner of Gray Feather Farm, she's in the chat room. She says, sunny, warm Arizona. Piffed. (laughs) Don't rub it in. Uh, Jennifer, what's it like out there in central Pennsylvania right now? Are we cooling down over there? I would assume we are. Hey, listen, uh, if you're listening to the show or watching the show here live on our YouTube channel and you want to be a caller... Uh, the number to call in is 602-475-2000. And don't be scared. We don't bite here at the John Smith Show. So the news today has been all about uh, Judge Barrett's uh, nomination for the Supreme Court. And uh, I don't know if you guys watched any of it. I watched part of it after work. I went back in and uh, watched some of the highlights. And, uh, you know... The crazy Democrats, well, they will be crazy. You can always guarantee it. I guess they really went after uh, her Catholicism. Apparently, uh, if you're Catholic, you can't be a Supreme Court justice. But if you're Catholic, well, you can run for president because Joe Biden claims he's a Catholic. Now, I know the Catholic Church, uh, they they don't say he's really like a uh, Catholic in good standing, of course, because of his abortion views. But I don't think uh, old crazy Joe sees it that way. Uh, Jennifer says, Eastern Pennsylvania today, cold, windy, and rainy, about 56 degrees. You know, I got to say, I spent the majority of my life in Pennsylvania. It was Western Pennsylvania, not Eastern Pennsylvania, but there's not much of a climate change. But uh, rainy, windy, cold around 56 seemed to be the norm. Now, of course, you did have some warmer weather in the summer and real cold winter and or cold weather in the winter. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, overcast, gloomy, chilly, and rainy seem to be, uh, uh, you know, a routine over there. After all, uh, the old saying is partly cloudy in Allegheny County. Uh, That was a famous weatherman back there in Pittsburgh. Uh, But she said it's coming from recent hurricanes down south coming up to New England. Well, that's a bummer. I think it was probably, I got to say, in the high 90s today, maybe low hundreds. I don't know. Hard to keep track, but it was sunny and nice and warm. A very gentle breeze blowing across the desert, but it was very nice. Very nice day today. Um, I highly recommend Arizona in the fall. If you're going to be coming to the Valley, I recommend Arizona in the fall. Now, if you're going to be up north, you might want to come out in the summer. It does get cold up there, up around Flagstaff and up in the mountains and the White Mountains, that type of stuff. But uh, right now is a great time if you're ever looking to come out uh, to the Phoenix area, the greater Phoenix, Scottsdale, uh, Tempe, all that type of stuff. I highly recommend right about now. It's perfect. So... Anyway, uh, back to the news. We were talking about uh, Joe Biden and, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's a Catholic. You know, uh, the Democrats always touted that they were the uh, party of Kennedy. You remember Kennedy, right? Well, the Kennedys, they were all Catholics. I don't know if they were in good standing. I doubt they were, but they were Catholic nonetheless. So why is it? that someone running for the Supreme Court can't be Catholic because, well, they interpret the laws. So the left is going to say, well, they can't be up there interpreting the laws based on their Catholic faith or their Christian. It wouldn't matter if she was Catholic or if she was a Protestant or if she was, you know, just a run-of-the-mill, non-denominational Christian Let's face it, they really don't have a problem with her faith. Not completely. Maybe they, you know, somewhat do. But it's really about how she's going to interpret the law. You see, the left, they really don't like to focus on the United States Constitution. They like to um, make rulings based on their own political ideology. And so if they're left then it doesn't make a difference what religion they are. It doesn't matter as long as they're, because they put their ideology ahead of their faith. Well, apparently um, this uh, justice Barrett or judge, she's not a justice yet, but this judge Barrett is rather conservative. She's very, very constitutional. She's not going to go look at, precedent overseas in Europe or something or over in, you know, in Sweden and in Scandinavia, she's actually going to roll based on constitution, U.S. constitutional law. And that's what they don't want. And then they went off on this tangent all day today about uh, overturning Obamacare. And uh, from what I understand, what I read, what I heard, There's not even any pending Supreme Court cases for Obamacare. So they're just using the same old scare tactics that they always use. 
That's what they do. Because they can't live in the realm of truth. Because they're going to lose. They're going to lose on, you know, on the idea side every single time. Uh, speaking of Joe Biden, he was very confused today. He was out in, I guess, Toledo, Ohio somewhere. And he was giving a talk. And, uh, yeah, he made a couple uh, boo-boos in his speech today. Uh, after saying he was going to run for Senate, or he's running for Senate, again, he said that, I don't know, maybe six months ago that he was running for Senate. It was during the primaries. Uh, after he mentioned that he was going to be running for Senate, a confused Joe Biden tells Ohio voters to go to a website that doesn't exist. Yeah, here's the first soundbite. I believe this is the one of him talking about running for the Senate. You know, we have to come together. That's why I'm running. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. Yeah, he's running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. He said that today from Toledo. I mean, if you doubt that his he's losing his marbles, Come on. I mean, what's it going to take? And then, uh, and then he said this. So vote, vote, visit Iowa.com slash Ohio. I think he said either Iowa.com slash Ohio or I will.com slash Ohio. Doesn't make a difference how you interpret it. Let's listen again. So vote, vote, visit Iowa.com slash Ohio. Iowa.com or Iowa.com slash either one. Like I said, it doesn't make a difference how you hear it because neither one of those websites exist. So, uh, yeah, Joe was really on a tangent today. He was out there. Uh, I was surprised. Well, maybe he didn't know where he was, but, uh, there weren't any comments about him thinking, you know, he was in Iowa, but I don't know. So there you go. Uh, typical Joe running for Senate, giving out uh, fake, you know, URLs to go to. Now, interestingly enough, after the Democrats attacked uh, Judge Barrett, on her faith all day long. And I don't know how long this is going to go, go for. I don't know how until, you know, she does eventually get nominated or, or approved for the, uh, the Supreme court. Hopefully it doesn't take too long. Uh, but yeah. Um, so she was attacked for her faith all day long. And uh, Biden actually came out and said that Senate Democrats shouldn't question Barrett's Catholic faith. Now you remember when he was, um, in the debate with Trump, the first debate uh, pre-COVID, right? Pre, well, I should say pre-Trump COVID. The first debate, he said, I am the Democratic Party, right? Because Trump was making a comment about the fact that he's more of a puppet for the Democratic Party. You know, you've got the Bernie Sanders making the calls. You've got the AOCs. Um, making the calls and you got other, you got uh, crazy Nancy Pelosi making calls. And uh, Trump's point was you got all these other people that are running the democratic party 
you're just a puppet. And he said, no, I am the Democratic Party. I am the Democratic Party, right? If that's the case, then why are all the Democrats on this Senate Judiciary Committee going after Barrett's Catholic face, faith, her face, her faith? If he's opposed to it, and he's saying that the Democrats should not question Barrett's faith, then why are they doing it? He clearly isn't in charge of his party because they know, they know for a fact that Biden isn't going to last. And I think we talked about this last time. He's not going to make it six months. So when you vote this year and you vote just next month, right around the corner, if you vote for Biden, you're really voting for uh, Kamala Harris. You're not, because Biden's not going to be in there long to make any decisions whatsoever. So think about that before you pull the, the lever for Kamala. Yeah, Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden said Monday that he had no questions about Judge Amy Coney Barrett's Catholic beliefs, adding that her faith was not a relevant topic when assessing her qualifications to serve on the Supreme Court. Speaking to reporters before boarding a jet in Wilmington, Delaware, en route to Ohio, where he's running for Senate, by the way, uh, the former vice president made the remarks after being asked if her religious affiliations impacted his views on whether she could serve on the nation's highest bench. Biden, who is also Catholic, said, no, her faith should not be considered. Well, imagine if he said, yes, it should be. How embarrassing would that have been? Either way, it's embarrassing. He's in a lose-lose situation, just like the, the they keep questioning him about packing the courts, and he, he just will not answer. And now he's actually, him and the Democrats are actually accusing Trump of packing the courts. Now, that makes absolutely no sense. I mean, Biden could walk into a grocery store, fill the cart with groceries, walk out without paying, and tell everybody in the grocery store that Trump is trying to steal groceries. That's what he, I, I just, and, and the left-wing press allows him to get away with it. And they'll actually report the next day that Trump was stealing groceries, even though it's completely opposite. Biden does not, he's stuck right now. He's, he's in a bind because he wants to pack the court. It's something that he will definitely do if he's got the Senate and, uh, and he wins. He will for sure pack the court or Kamala will after he resigns, one or the other is going to happen if he gets elected and, and gets the Senate. He will absolutely, but he can't say it because people in the middle, the people that are undecided, which I don't know how many of those are really out there, but the people that are uh, undecided right now, they don't want the the Supreme Court to turn into a miniature House of Representatives, in other words, be a big political bureaucracy. They don't want that. They don't want uh, a, a president making changes that have been the same for 150 years now, nine Supreme Court justices. They don't want any more than that. 
They want that left alone. So Biden can't say anything about that. But he also can't say that he won't do it. He won't do it because the left, the like the fringe left, they're already upset with Biden because Biden is talking about not going forward with AOC's Green New Deal. So they're already ticked off at him about that. So he can't come out and throw more fuel on the fire by saying that he won't pack the court because they'll be ticked off and they won't vote. They're already upset. So he's in a lose-lose. So these reporters keep asking him and he keeps getting bent out of shape. So now the new talking point is you're ignoring uh, what's going on now, he says. And he's saying that Trump and the Republicans are packing the court now. Now, how can that possibly be? Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she's gone. There's an opening. There's eight right now. There's an opening for a ninth. So how in the world can they be packing the Supreme Court? And then they're also saying that they're packing the other federal courts. See, back in the Obama uh, administration, Obama didn't fill the seats, the federal court seats. He left them vacant. So right now, Trump and uh, the Democrats, or I'm sorry, the Republicans in the Senate, they're filling those vacant seats that have been vacant for quite some time. They're not packing the court. They're filling vacant seats. It is 100% constitutional and 0% packing the courts. These people will do anything, say anything to get their power back. And it's pretty, pretty damn terrifying. Kamala Harris, she said the Supreme Court confirmation hearing is reckless and illegitimate. Illegitimate. Hmm. And she's supposed to be this brilliant law scholar. Democratic vice president candidate, Senator, uh, Senator Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, however you say her stupid name, on Monday denounced the Senate Supreme Court confirmation hearing for Amy Coney Barrett as reckless and illegitimate. Harris speaking via video feed to the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing said Capitol complex workers were placed at risk by the event after two Republican committee members recently contracted COVID-19. You see how they are now making it about COVID-19. That's the excuse for everything. Why were you late for work, Billy? I was because of COVID-19. Oh, okay. Gotcha. How come you you failed history class? It was because of COVID-19. Oh, I gotcha. How come you you weren't home before midnight, little Sally? Well, that's because of COVID-19, Dad. I gotcha. Everything's COVID-19. And now the politicians are using COVID-19 to even illegitimize the hearings for the Supreme Court nominee. Uh, The hearing should have been postponed, she said. The decision to hold this hearing now is reckless and places facility workers, janitorial staff, and congressional aides and Capitol Police at risk. Let me ask you this, 
Kamala, when's the last time you actually walked up and looked eye to eye anybody on the janitorial staff? Because we all know that you believe you're above such peasantry. We know that. I guarantee you the last time you talked to a facilities worker or a janitor in the Congress was never. And I also guarantee you all of a sudden you're now concerned about the Capitol Police being at risk when your entire party and your followers are calling for defunding all the police. You've shown zero love to the police. Now all of a sudden you're concerned about the Capitol Police catching the COVID. We see right through you. Harris joined fellow Democrats who claimed that Barrett's nomination is being considered ahead of the November 3rd election so that she can help gut the remaining provisions of Obamacare when the law goes before the court next month. Hmm. I got to look into that because I don't believe that's going to happen. I don't know. We'll have, I'll have to get the facts on that. And here's another point. Maybe this is a side point. But Kamala Harris and a lot of Democrats actually want socialized medicine. And if socialized medicine was an option right now, they would take it, which would gut Obamacare. Because Obamacare exists out in the private world. They want a single-payer Marxist healthcare system. They would throw Obamacare out the window as fast as anybody else. They're hypocrites. President Trump has vowed to continue Obamacare's popular uh, protections for people with existing conditions if justice has scrapped the law, but polls indicate health care is a Republican electoral vulnerability. You know, and uh, that statement alone, I got to agree. I think Trump should have done something with health care in the past four years because that is something that uh, people are worried about. I mean... Before Obama passed Obamacare, and you remember Nancy Pelosi, we got to pass it so we know what's in it. Remember that massive bill? And then uh, Obama's old college buddy was building them a, a website that cost something, I forget, a couple billion dollars. Remember that one? And they couldn't get it to work. Obamacare was a total nightmare. Now, before Obama got elected, when I was working out in the uh, the education industry, my health care for my entire family, two kids, wife, and myself, my health insurance was about $300 a month. And guess what? It covered 100% of uh, all my visits. There was no huge deductible. There was no 80-20 after deductible. There wasn't these, you know, right now, my health insurance is so, it's total garbage. Right now, I pay nearly $700 a month. I've got a $1,500 deductible for every family every family member. And then after that, it only pays 80%. So I got to come up with the other 20%. God forbid something happens. All because of Obamacare. Why? Because I have to pay for those who don't have jobs. So because I went out, got my college degree, and I studied, and I worked, and I you know, I worked my way up into a corporate job. 
into management. Now I have to pay. It's my responsibility to pay for the people that they don't want to work as hard. I don't think that's right. And I think a lot of people don't think that's right either. You know, it's just like car insurance. Car insurance in in Arizona is so expensive because about 50% of the people on the road don't have it. Now that's starting to actually come down because we're cracking we're cracking down on illegal aliens because that's part of the problem. That's a major part of the problem. Because the illegal aliens come across into Arizona and then they're driving cars around with no insurance. And then they crash into people and the first thing they do is hop out of the car and run. And so guess who's got to cover all the the damage? Yeah, I do. And because property gets damaged out, you know, outside of the automobile, property gets damaged. My rates are so high, they got to cover all that stuff, including uh, injuries and, and everything else that's sustained because of accidents. So it's the same thing. When you give people something for free, somebody has to pay for it. And that somebody who pays for it are the people that follow the rules. Republicans finally realized that the Affordable Care Act is too popular to repeal in Congress, so now they're trying to bypass the role of voters and have the Supreme Court do their dirty work, Harris said. That's absolutely false. They gutted the individual mandate. Trump took care of that. That basically wiped it out. The individual mandate is what forced people to have to buy insurance, and if they didn't, if you were young, and you didn't want to buy insurance because you were healthy and you weren't concerned about it, you got fined, you got penalized. And you had to pay uh, several hundred dollars, maybe five or $600 per person in your household who didn't get insurance. So you got penalized for that. Well, they took away the individual mandate because it was unconstitutional, even though uh, John Roberts, who just hates Justice Roberts, he hates Trump, so he he deemed it constitutional, but it's not. You can't, the federal government can't force you to buy something so that someone else can get it for free. That was outrageous. Republicans in Congress in 2017 axed a central provision of Obamacare that required all Americans who didn't have health insurance through their employers to purchase private policies or a, a face a fine. The Supreme Court upheld the individual mandate in a 5-4 to four ruling in 2012, deeming uh, the fine a tax. Yeah, that was a bunch of, bunch of crap. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Obamacare is a joke anyway. You don't have to have it, so nobody's buying it. It's not that popular. The only people that want it are the freeloaders that are getting it for free, and the rest of us are paying for it. All right, it's about 8.27, my time here in Arizona. So I want to talk about Ranger Rob's pet poopy bags. Normally, I let him talk about them, but I, th- I figured I would try to give it a shot. Um, Ranger Rob poopy bags are by far the best pet waste bag on the planet. They smell like lemon, which is a plus. I mean, anything that smells like lemon, first of all, is okay in my book. 
They've got extra long handles. They're extra deep for the biggest of dogs. So if you've got an Irish Wolfhound, you're going to be okay with Ranger Rob poopy bags. Even if you've got the smallest of dogs, like a little Yorkie, right? A Ranger Rob poopy bag can handle a Yorkie with, you could probably put the Yorkie in the bag. Uh, Jennifer says, remember there are two thousands. Oh, I'll get to those in just a second. Uh, anyway, uh, Ranger Rob pet poopy bags. You can get them on Amazon free shipping. I think they're eight 99 a pack right now. And if you order them now, you can get free shipping. So check them out. If you've got a dog, it's going to go to the bathroom and somebody that somebody being you needs to pick up after them. So get Ranger Rob poopy bags, get yourself some free shipping. And guess what? They're also eco-friendly. So they will break down up there in the, uh, in the dump. So check them out, grab yourself some. And, uh, that's all I got to say about that. All right. Back to the comments. Jennifer says, remember there are thousands who have worked and still work very hard and do need assistance and affordable health care." Absolutely. Jen, I agree with that 100%. They've got to make a way for insurance to be affordable for the working person, especially the small business, uh, the people that can't afford to buy into these, you know, these big uh, insurance deals to get discounted insurance. Trust me, when I owned my food truck, my personal business, my health insurance was through the roof, like $1,000 a month, and it was garbage. What I'm talking about is being more competitive, allowing other companies to maybe uh, nationwide compete and offer uh, like a menu. You know, if, if say, for example, uh, you're, you're in your mid twenties and the odds of dying uh, from diabetes or, uh, or cancer or something like that at a young age, and you don't, you feel very healthy, you've been tested. Well, then you should be able to buy health insurance that covers what you want it to cover. But there's no reason why my wife and I should be paying for contraceptives coverage in healthcare. That's, that's insane. If we should be able to go through a menu and pick what we want to cover, and then insurance companies should compete to fight for my business. And that's going to drive better policies for less money. Competition always does. So I'm not saying that people don't need help. Absolutely people need help. But they need help based on competition and better products, not the government just giving out handouts. Uh, she said, granted, there are uh, more who take advantage of the system, but bottom line is our healthcare system is a joke. It really is. And it was good back in the day. It was really good back in the day. She says she agrees 100%. You know, when you used to have um, uh, just regular like health insurance before all this other stuff started coming out and they just charge more and more and more. And one other thing they, they got to do is they got to limit uh, the, the tort claims because when they when they uh, when people go and they sue hospitals and doctors and everybody else with deep pockets, I mean, they sue for millions and millions of dollars. And a lot of times the mistake that the doctor made, you know, wasn't life threatening or, you know, it wasn't it. Maybe it, it caused them to miss work 
for maybe six months. I'm just using an example, right? So the doctor does something that causes you to miss work for six months. Okay. Okay. Let's throw a hundred grand your way, but 25 million. What? I mean, that's insane. So they've got to make that up somewhere. They've got to make that money up somewhere. And, and uh, you know, the insurance company after, after a couple claims, they can't, that doctor's gone. You know, they've got to do something with tort law as well. So, medical malpractice. There's got to be an answer, but socializing isn't the way to go. We talked about this not that long ago. We had, uh, I believe, someone from Ireland uh, in the chat room, and he was talking about it. So even in countries that have socialized medicine, there are private hospitals for people that can pay out of pocket. In other words, you know, the old working stiff, he gets stuck with the crappy hospital that he might have to wait six months to get a, a liver transplant. It'll probably die before then. And then you got the rich people who can pay out of pocket. They walk right in and get taken care of. I don't think that's what we want in this country. I don't think that's what we want. Uh, Democrats claim Republicans are the ones court packing. We talked about that ahead of uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett's Senate Judiciary Committee hearings this week. Democratic senators appeared across major news networks spreading a new talking point accusing Republicans of court packing by fulfilling their constitutional duties of filling empty seats. Yeah, I mean I'm not going to I'm not going to get into this like more, but uh, MSNBC's Joe Scarborough pressured Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer to propose adding new justices to the Supreme Court Monday, accusing Republicans of going back on their own words and calling the addition of Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh to the court a crude majoritarian chamber. These people are unbelievable. He says, why can't Democrats constitutionally finish what FDR started back over 80 years ago and add a couple of justices in response to Republican radicalism? It's constitutional, and by Mitch McConnell's standard, you would be in the right to do that, correct? Well, we would certainly be in the uh, the constitutional right to do it, Schumer said. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. First of all, it's more than a couple, okay, because right now it's going to be six conservatives to three Marxists on the Supreme Court. I shouldn't even say conservatives. I should say constitutionalists. You've got six constitutionalists with, I don't know about Roberts. He's kind of, you know, uh, maybe five and a half. And then you got three and a half Marxists on the other side. So they would have to add more than a couple in order for them to get the majority. They would have to add four. And so... A couple, you know, that's two. That wouldn't be enough. They'd have to add four. And uh, what are they going to do the next time? You know, what if the Republicans decide to pack the court then the next time? And then the next time the Democrats pack the court. So, you know, maybe over the next 20 or 30 years, instead of having nine justices on the court, now we've got 19 or 21 or 35. How isn't that a bureaucratic mess? Don't do it. It's a slippery slope. You're only doing it uh, so you can push your uh, left-wing agenda. Did you know that the Democrats are actually talking about turning 
the uh, the state of uh, the Washington D.C. They want to break it up and they want to turn it into a state so that they can send uh, two more senators from Washington D.C. into the Senate. Yeah, that's not supposed to happen. They also want to turn um, uh, Puerto Rico into a state as well so that they can get two, two more Democrats into the Senate. That's the way they want to get four more senators onto the U.S. Senate so that that way, even if they don't win the Senate, they can add four more Democrats to the Senate by now they can steal a Senate. And so that they can use the Senate and work with Crazy Joe to pack the court. This is all stuff that's been talked about in public. This isn't stuff that they're that they're hiding. This isn't conspiracy theory stuff. This is reality. This is what Democrats are talking about doing. It's crazy. And uh, if if Joe or Kamala win, that we're going to see it happen, and uh, it's not right. So we really, I mean, we really got to focus on this election and make sure that, uh, that Trump wins, but it's going to be really difficult. I'll be the first one to admit it, uh, with all these mail-in ballots and all kind. you know, uh, there's going to be such an injustice this year with ballots. It's going to be, it's going to be outrageous. What do we got next? This is kind of a story. Um, I don't know if you saw it over the weekend, uh, but crazy uh, Kaepernick, he came out. He wants to abolish police and prisons. And don't think for a minute that he's not speaking on behalf of Black Lives Matter, because he is. And I listened to uh, uh, Megan Kelly's podcast where she was talking to the Mavericks owner, uh, Mark, whatever, uh, what's his name? And... Uh, he actually was trying to convince Megyn Kelly that Black Lives Matter doesn't want to abolish police. And uh, he he honestly believes that them going extremely left-wing with their politics and painting Black Lives Matter on the courts has, has had no effect on, on viewers. He said the viewers are actually leaving the NBA because they're young and they don't have cable. You got I mean, 70% drop in viewership, and that's what he's honestly... When people are saying all over social media, I will never watch another NBA game because of Black Lives Matter, they're, say, they're trumpeting it. They're saying it all over. And I'm not just talking Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's everywhere. People in just casual conversations are like, yeah, I'm done with the NFL. I'm done with the NBA. They turned their back on me. They brought politics into it on the court and on the fields, I'm done with it. And for, for an owner of a franchise to not see that is, is beyond me. I don't know. I don't know who he's trying to, I don't know if he's lying to himself or if he thinks he's actually fooling us out here, but we don't, yeah. Mark Cuban. That's come on, Mark, get real buddy. Uh, former NFL player Colin Kaepernick 
called for the abolition of police and prison systems in a new essay abandoning his former demands for reform as an ineffective and incapable of solving the issues of police brutality and high incarceration rates in the United States. Stop breaking a law, dude. That's, I mean, is it that obvious? People, stop breaking the law. Stop mugging people. Stop holding up liquor stores. Stop stealing people's cars. Stop stealing people's purses. Stop beating people up. Stop burning stuff down. Unbelievable. The essay is part of a new series called uh, Abolition for the People, which is created through a partnership with Kaepernick Publishing and Level a publication by Medium that concentrates on the lives of black and brown men. Kaepernick's essay is the first of 30 that will be published in the next few weeks. You know, there's a uh, there's a big movement, and the media won't cover it, but it's Blexit, right? We've heard this. Uh, we know the people that are running around talking about it. And uh, Blexit is where... Uh, African-Americans, blacks are leaving the Democratic Party. They're exiting the Democratic Party. And uh, if you're if you're a black in the United States, black man, black woman, and you're going to vote for Trump, even President Biden says you ain't black. And then there's people like this gentleman that go out onto the streets and have a sincere real conversation well i saw a few trump supporters on television last night since i live an hour and a half away i thought it would be important for me to come out here and show show my support for the president and to show how much i love him and what he's doing for our country i know many people tell me i shouldn't support trump because of the color of my skin but they never asked me why trump he is fighting for America. He is for the American way. I'm for America. I'm for the American way. That is why I am here today to show love for our support and, our, and support for our, our president. And he's been fighting for us. I'm going to fight for him. You see, it has nothing to do with the color of anybody's skin. It's whether or not you're either a constitutionalist that you believe in capitalism, that you believe in freedom and you believe in equality. And you believe that you've got the right to life, liberty in the pursuit of happiness, right? If you buy into that, then you're deemed uh, a conservative. That's what we would call you or a constitutionalist, whatever you want to go by. Typically the constitutionalist or the conservative will navigate towards the Republican party because that's the party that has, traditionally supported those types of ideas. So it's not about your skin color, but even Biden, when he says, if you vote for Trump, then you ain't black. What does your skin color have to do with anything? It's insanity, but it's nice to see that there are people that are starting to wake up and realize that just because you're a black guy or a black woman, that doesn't mean you've got to support the Democrat because they're realizing that the Democrats just have done nothing. They've made promises 
for decade after decade after decade. But at the after the election time, everybody's forgotten about and those promises, just like a feather in the wind, just disappear. But people were starting to wake up. They're realizing that the Democrats have been lying to them for decades. And what do they have to lose by supporting Trump? And he's right. Trump has done so much for the minorities in this country. And, you know, the blacks are starting to realize, too, that the Democrats are putting Latinos and illegals ahead of them. And they're not happy about it. Kaepernick said reform was uh, unviable during the ongoing discourse. Ultimately, I realized that seeking reform would make me an active participant in reforming, reshaping, and rebranding institutional white supremacy, oppression, and death, Kaepernick wrote. This dude's cheese is off his cracker, man. He is He has lost it. The guy is a nut. But let me, again, let me tell you something that... He's a voice of the Black Lives Matter movement because him and the founders of Black Lives Matter see eye to eye on this stuff. Don't think that Kaepernick is figuring this all out on his own. He's a puppet. He says, to be clear, the abolition uh, of these institutions is not the absence of accountability, but rather the establishment of transformative and restorative processes that are not rooted in punitive practices, he writes. By abolishing policing and prisons, not only can we eliminate white supremacist establishments, but we can create space for budgets to be uh, reinvested directly into communities to address mental health needs, homelessness, and houselessness. Access to education and job creation, as well as community-based methods of accountability. This guy is so full of crap. He is, he's a complete nut. We already have things that can help you get a job. It's called paying attention in school. And if your school sucks, then you should be a Republican because Republicans favor uh, school choice. That means that if you live in your district is complete crap, then you can go to another district that actually teaches their students and holds them accountable. But no, you support the Democrats who are against school choice. And all they want to do is funnel a bunch of money into these crappy schools so that the administrative staff can get filthy rich and tell all their teachers to keep voting Democrat. But nobody's held accountable. Teachers aren't held accountable. We talked, I think, uh, maybe, I don't know, it was probably three weeks ago about how pathetic Washington, D.C. schools are and how the vast majority of eighth graders can't read. So, Kaepernick, maybe you ought to vote for Trump. And maybe you ought to fight for things like school choice. Give me a break. Mental health. Are you, are you going to try to tell me that crime is all mental health? It's not mental health. People are raised in that mentality that because they're a certain color or from a certain neighborhood, that the world is against them. And the only option they have 
is to go out and break the law. They're told that from the time they're born, that the system is stacked against them. So they believe it. Maybe you ought to start teaching these young men and these young women in the inner city that there's opportunities out there. I mean, they even have people like Oprah Winfrey who went from nothing to a billionaire. And she says that the the country is stacked against minorities. And she's one who made it. And you got Mark Cuban saying the same thing. He was born in in Pittsburgh and had nothing. And now he's a multi-billionaire and he owns the Dallas Mavericks. But yet the world is stacked against us. Stop it. He didn't become a billionaire because he's white. He became a billionaire because he's smart and he paid attention and he learned. He learned how to work the system. He played by the rules and he made a ton of money. And now he just invests it over and over and over again. He's not dumb. Homelessness and houselessness, come on. Access to education. Job creation. You know what creates jobs, Mr. Kaepernick? It's called capitalism. It's called the free market. That's what creates jobs. It takes the free market to actually pay. The the government does nothing. The more the money they steal from the the private sector, that's how they create their government jobs. But it's a joke because it's on the backs of the hardworking people out there. You know, if the government would let you keep your money, your tax money, because the average average working man like myself, I pay over 50% of my income every year to taxes, whether it's state income tax, property tax, school tax, uh, income tax, social security tax, uh, consumption tax, fuel tax, excise tax. I pay over 50% of my money goes to taxes. So if I'm making $75,000 a year, I'm just using a figure, $75,000 a year, 38,000 of that goes to taxes. Now, what kind of health insurance would I be able to buy if I had $38,000 instead of giving it to the damn government? Now, of course, I'm going to give some of my money to the government so that they can, you know, protect me via the, uh, the soldiers and the military. And I'm all for that. And I don't think there's anybody that's really, truly against it. But come on. It's 8.50. I got to talk about our friends at Gray Feather Farm. I have a shipment coming, and I can't wait. My wife, I got to tell you something. My wife is the best sell When she believes in something, she is the best salesman on the face of the earth. And uh, I, I convinced her, because I, she didn't want to use the samples that, uh, that Jen sent out so that I could advertise for her. I said, I said you got to try. you got to at least try the crack attack. Because she's got uh, her heels 
on her feet. Her heels dry out and they crack pretty bad. And here in Arizona, the weather is always dry and we're going into the winter season. So it's even worse. I said, just try it. And that's why I don't have it on my desk anymore because she tried it and she did it for about two or three days. And she said, oh my God, this is the greatest stuff under the sun. And now she is telling everybody about crack attack because it works. It works unbelievably. Her feet, even, I mean, you know, laying in bed, she'll rub her foot up against my leg or something. It's like a cheese grater. Not anymore. Thanks to Gray Feather Farm Crack Attack, it's the best stuff under their planet. Go check out their stuff. Now, in uh, in the section under this video, you're going to see a link to Gray Feather Farm. Click that link. If you go, if you go to their Etsy page directly, you're not going to get this deal. If you go to that link in this under this video, you're going to get free shipping. And uh, you know that's a big deal. Sometimes that can be seven, eight, nine, ten bucks. So that's a big deal. Use that link and go there now and order Gray Feather Farm products. You're not going to be disappointed. They are all natural and uh, skincare products, and they're just simply the best on the market. So check them out. All right, it is about 8.53. we got a few minutes left. I want to run through some of the rest of the news. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a video. A student uh, gets assaulted and spit on for supporting Trump, uh, but refuses to give up his mega hat. And it's just a, a, a young kid. You go check it out on video. Um, uh, let's see. Jennifer says, let's uh, jump back real quick. Exciting things happening and launching a new product soon. And yes, I'll be sending you some goodies. See, that's why we love Jennifer here at the John Smith show. I mean, it's her stuff is awesome and I'm excited to try her new stuff. So yes, I am very excited, Jen, and we, we appreciate that. So go check out this video. Uh, it's a young man, and I guess he gets attacked by uh, a couple, uh, I don't know, even girls or whatever, and they're spitting on him, trying to steal his, his hat. And uh, the one girl, she says, look how effing stupid you look, the girl tells the boy, and then spits on him. You effing look like a clown. And then she uh, points to the mega hat. The boy attempts uh, to take back his property. Give me my effing hat. The boy demands a struggle ensues. And while the boy is grappling to retrieve the hat, a second female student winds up and smacks the boy in the face. It's my hat. It's my hat. The boy states the girl who stole the hat threatens boy. I'm going to knock you in your effing mouth. So let go of this effing hat right effing. Now you want to support Trump. I'm going to knock you in the effing teeth. I'm going to knock you in the effing teeth. The girl then spits at the boy. She then returns to the camera and then spits on the boy again. How you like that? You my little biatch, huh? You my little biatch, she says. You my little biatch, huh? Yeah, because it looks like it. My spit is in your face. Yeah, this is these are uh, the kids that are in the public schools that aren't learning anything. They talk like morons. They think because they use the F-bombs and the B-word 
that they're tough. They actually sound stupid as hell. But these are the kids that are in public schools right now that can't read, can't think, can't put two thoughts together. Maybe that's why it doesn't bother them when Biden can't either. Makes them feel, you know, all personal. Like he gets me. These kids are being pumped out of this public school system. They're being, they're little Marxists just being pumped out of the system. So Kaepernick, maybe you ought to start voting Republican so we can rebuild the education system and hold people accountable so they can read and they can add and they know where their own state is on the map. Because right now they're a bunch of fools. And of course the colleges, they don't care. Because if someone had to be intelligent to get into college, the colleges would have about 10 students in there. So they don't care. They just waive all the tests. Now it doesn't matter. Anybody can get in. As long as you pay, you can get into my school. The alleged Denver shooter, Matthew Robert Doloff, is a proud radical leftist. Yeah, that's uh, not a shocker. Uh, The media and the police are trying to say that he's not affiliated with Antifa, uh, but there is plenty on his uh, social media pages going back a decade uh, that might tell a different story. The dude's a leftist Marxist. He hates Trump, and he killed that, that patriot over in Denver because he was a patriot. And this guy, this this animal, hated him for it, so he killed him. That's what we're pumping out. Yeah, we're pumping that out of the schools. So glad my kids are older. Man, I'm blessed, I'll be honest with you. I, I couldn't do it. Uh, Jennifer says, didn't those girls get a pretty hefty sentence for that? Yeah, I think they did. I could read on further into the uh, the story, but um, it's just more about their attitude and the way they talk and the way they behave. They're insane. They will attack a kid. For they'll beat the crap out of him. They'll spit in his face. They'll they'll dehumanize him, and then they'll turn around and say that Trump is the uh, the bad guy. And that this young kid for wearing a Trump hat's the bad guy. Now they're the one. This it's just like Biden. Biden, you know, he's the one stealing the groceries in a grocery store. And as he's walking out, he's telling everybody else that Trump is out stealing groceries. It's the same thing. These kids are dehumanizing other kids because of a hat. And then they turn around and they say it's they're the bad guys. You're the bad one. How dare you? You you wore a hat. That means you're a sexist and a homophobe and a xenophobe and, you know, a white supremacist and you name it. So we're going to beat the crap out of you, even though you did absolutely nothing to anybody. That's how stupid these little, these little Marxists are. And I say that in all sincerity. They, if they had an opportunity to overthrow the United States and go for a full Marxist country, they would do it without hesitation because they're stupid. They they don't even know what they would be imposing on themselves and on the rest of the country. 
because they're uneducated idiots. Let me ask you this. When when your team wins a championship, and I'm being from Pittsburgh, that's not an uncommon thing, right? The Steelers were champions. The, the Penguins were champions. The Pirates back in the day were champions. When your team won, did you ever decide to go out into the streets and just start, you know, throwing uh, Molotov cocktails at police cars? Why do these people act this way? They say at least at least 76 arrested in LA after riot following the Lakers championship win. What is what what makes you have to go out into the streets? Obviously there was probably nobody in the arena because of the COVID bug. What caused all like a thousand people to run down onto the streets outside the Staples Center and just start attacking police with glass bottles and rocks and other projectiles? Your team won, so you your team won. They didn't lose. They won. I don't know anybody in my my circle of friends that thinks this way. So Kaepernick, explain that to me. Why is it that this happens in downtown LA after the Lakers win? They have to run down to this the city and start attacking police officers. How is it when they ban the police and they ban prisons, how is that going to make L.A. a safer place? Kaepernick, I think you need to start voting Republican. I think you'll be happier. I really do. Maybe I'll get into this story tomorrow because it's too important, but the headline reads, schools aren't COVID-19 super spreaders, new data suggests. Yeah, imagine that. Because the teams are denouncing the police. Exactly right, Jennifer. That's the message that the NBA is putting out there because they support Black Lives Matter. And these people that actually watch the NBA are Black Black Lives Matter supporters and they're on the Black Lives Matters websites. They're on all the Instagrams and the the, uh, other social media sites, the Twitter And they're being told that the police are the enemies. They're being lied to over and over and over again. So I don't understand though, like how do you make the connection to celebrate the win? I guess because the NBA is saying, Hey, hate the police. They get all geared up and go down and just, you know, start throwing projectiles at officers. I guess because the NBA told them to. It's a good point, a very good point. Anyway, I want to get into this, uh, but I'll probably get into it tomorrow because it's already uh, at the hour point, and I don't want to go too long. Uh, But apparently, like I said, schools are not COVID-19 super spreaders like everybody said they were going to be. So how come the schools aren't open then? Why are the schools still closed? Why are the bars and restaurants still closed? Why are we doing this to our economy? It's one reason. Because they will do anything and everything to hurt Trump's chances of winning. And you think we're seeing riots and this crazy crap going on now? Wait till Trump wins again. 
the day they declare Trump the winner, you're going to see riots like you've never seen before because all of this stuff has nothing to do with George Floyd or anybody else. It's all about taking down America as we know it to fundamentally change, to quote Obama, to fundamentally change the United States of America. Trust me on that. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Um, oh, it is Christopher Columbus Day, and I want to say uh, happy Columbus Day, or even if he loses, maybe. Yeah, just another excuse to to go riot, right? I mean, if the Lakers win and that's your team and you got to go riot because the Lakers won, maybe they'll go riot if Biden wins. Seems to be consistent. Uh, so it is uh, Columbus Day. And these are five quick reasons why we should still celebrate Columbus Day. Uh, first of all, Columbus personalized the American spirit. Columbus was a brilliant man in his own right. The Encyclopedia Britannica describes him as a master navigator and admirable. He sailed uh, to numerous places beginning his career as a merchant marine. He sailed to Iceland and to Ireland in 1477 and to uh, Madeira, Madeira, in 1478, between 1482 and 1485, Columbus traded along the uh, Guinea and Gold Coasts of tropical West Africa and made at least one voyage to Almina and Ghana. After all this, he had uh, he made four transatlantic voyages to the New World, beginning with his first famed voyage in 1492. Now, Americans, for all our faults, love adventure from early colonial exploration to our push westward with manifest destiny uh, to our more modern quest to outer space and landing on the moon. Americans seem to have an innate desire to push the boundaries and discover new places. This began with the spirit of Christopher Columbus. Number two, Columbus undertook adventure forgotten country. I'm not going to read the rest of this, but uh, number three of Columbus is off limits to celebrate. So are indigenous peoples. You know, that's, a great point. So I was on a, uh, a business call today. Let me turn that off. I was on a business call today and, uh, someone on the call said, happy Columbus day. Well, that triggered a couple of the, the lefties in my workplace. They went bananas and started saying it's, it's indigenous people's day. We don't celebrate Columbus. And they started posting pictures of Columbus's name crossed out and they're celebrating the tearing down of Columbus statues and all oh, this, that, and the other thing. So let me ask you this. If you're going to celebrate indigenous people's day, how dare you own property in the United States? How dare you? How dare you drive on the roads that are just basically long tombstones? How dare you live in cities where there's indigenous people buried underneath those cities? Did you know Tempe, Arizona is one big indigenous people's graveyard, but yet people walk all over it? So how dare you people, how dare you own a home on property that was one time belonged to the indigenous people? So if you want to stand up and you want to hate 
the country and you want to hate Columbus and you want to hate the American flag, then do everybody a favor. Sell your damn house or donate it to some indigenous peoples. Pick a tribe. Just donate your house and your property and get the hell out of the country. Go back to where your people are from, wherever that is, wherever your your ancestors were indigenous. Go back there and leave us alone. Just get the hell out of here. You don't want to, you don't want to love the country and you don't want to celebrate our heroes. Then just get out. We're tired of hearing about all of how unfair the world is and how smart you are. And just shut up. Columbus is innocent of most of the charges against him. Imagine that. Are you telling me that the, the, Educational institutions in the United States are lying to our students. Hmm. Seems consistent. And then finally, historical figures should be viewed in light of their greatest achievements, not their worst mistakes. And that's all the left wants to focus on. They want to focus on everybody's mistakes because they're the perfect ones. They want to focus on everybody else's mistakes and they want to tear the country down because of all the mistakes we made along the way. But then when they're confronted and asked, why aren't they, you know, if you want to fight for LGBTQ rights, then how come you're not over in the Middle East where they're, they're, they're putting 20 or 30 homosexuals into a cage and dropping them in the ocean to drown? How come you're not over there? And if you're a women's rights, how come you're not over in China or North Korea fighting for women? Or the Middle East, for that matter. Did you know there's people, there's countries in this world where women are thought of as second class? They can't vote. They can't own anything. They can't go to school. And if they speak up, the husband just beats the shit out of them. Go over there and fight for women's rights. No, because you're little spineless pukes and you do it in this country because you know you're protected by the Constitution to do it. You're all frauds. And on that note, my blood is boiling. I got a lovely wife in the other room that I'm going to go spend the rest of the evening with. But I thank everybody for being on the show tonight. Jennifer, thanks for uh, tuning in. I appreciate it more than you know. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for everything that you've done for this show. Uh, it's It just means, uh, uh, means so much. Uh, if you're watching the show and you haven't subscribed, I would just ask that you do subscribe so that you know every time the show comes on, you'll be alerted and share it. Share it around. Share it with your friends. Uh, and encourage them to uh, to chat and call in as well. It just makes the show better, more informative, and more entertainment or entertaining. So thank you so much. Until tomorrow night, you guys have a wonderful evening. God bless. <laughs>